Smith bringing the word. Now, you've got to understand what this guy means to Melissa and myself. About 20 years ago, Melissa and I both separately were in really bad places. Us and over probably about 2,000 other young people over the span of 30 years have been in some pretty dark places. And we were able to find a refuge in a place called Adult and Teen Challenge, which Pastor Malcolm started 30 years ago. Even more now, 35 years ago? 36. 40 even, there you go. I feel old. This is as long as, this is as, long as I've been around. Um, but and from, from the ministry that he started, and just quickly bear in mind, this isn't the only ministry he started. 2,000 young people have been through that been through that center so many young people have given their hearts to jesus and from that the miracle that happened in each young person's lives so many families have come to faith so many families and the echo has gone what far and wide people that have come through the ministry have gone on and started their own ministries led many people to the lord been able to help so many people the ripple effect is massive but he's also started uh helped pioneer other adult and teen challenges in japan and new zealand uh, he was he uh, was this the national uh, the this director for the South Pacific region of the world for Adult and Teen Challenges, overseeing like hundreds of Teen Challenge centers and like thousands and thousands of young people coming to the Lord. He is an absolute wealth of of wisdom, and he has been uh, very much like a father to myself and Melissa. I've been times where I would cried in his office while he laughed at me. He knew he was in trouble when I'd go into his office and I'd close the door. He knew he knew he was about to just he was about to see a cathartic moment, and uh, it's but you, Mal- Malcolm. I can't I cannot give enough honour and thank you to you and everything you've done in our life. Let's give him a massive round of applause as he comes up to share the word. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, Got to remember, I'm 80 years of age and more. And so I'm a bit dottery and a bit all over the place. I want to talk to you this morning about the love of God. The love of God. And um, Jesus brought us to the Father. When you think of the Old Testament, Exodus and Moses and the tabernacle, etc., etc., you can see the outer court, the inner court, the holiness, and then the Holy of Holies. But the Holy of Holies wasn't made open to us until the death of Jesus. The death of Jesus opened the Holy of Holies. What was in the Holy of Holies that was so important to us, that is so important to us, What was in the Holy of Holies? (coughs) We we find that it's very um, possible that God dwelt there. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We called it the Shekinah glory. Uh, It was a word that I try to find in my looking through it during the week, but I couldn't find it at all. (laughs) She kind of (laughs) glory. But uh, (coughs) in the old days, when I was a youngster, by the grace of God, I became to know Jesus when I was 18 years of age. 
They've never backslidden, never got away from God, uh, never anything. Just love God all the time. And uh, it's interesting uh, that the Shekinah glory was in the Holy of Holies. The presence of God, the love of God, the kindness of God. Sometimes we hang about in the outer court and the holiness, the holy place. Sometimes we hang around with Jesus, which is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But Jesus was the way to the holy of holies. Now, the holy holy of holies is very important for us to understand who was there, why it was open to us, and do we know how to press into it? How do do we press into the God of gods? (coughs) We we used to have a, a blondie. We used to call her Blondie, um, was with us at King's Cross in Sydney. Now, I used to run a Bible college up there for a number of years, uh, and it was an interesting Bible college uh, in that uh, we had people who were going to be youth pastors. You know, a lot of youth pastors are useless. (laughs) (coughs) I shouldn't say that, but a lot of youth pastors are useless. <coughs> they wouldn't know one foot to the other foot. And they, they're supposed to be leading our youth. And so we'd run a six-month course at King's Cross for youth pastors. And the idea was that they would live there at King's Cross. And that would, um, they would do a Bible college course I used to teach in times. And, uh, we, and we used to have lots of preachers want to come to King's Cross and share. <laughs> and so we had some of the best preachers around the place coming to share and minister at King's Cross and to pray with our students and pray with those who would come in off the streets and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, <coughs> we used to have this girl, Blondie, I can't think of her name. I, I was trying to think of her name. We used to call her Blondie, and she was Blondie. She was blonde. Uh, and uh, uh, to me, she was just Blondie. Uh, and um, she had long blonde hair, and she used to wear a boiler suit, a white boiler suit. Probably a bit too tight. And uh, she used to wear this white boiler suit, and she would go out onto the streets of King's Cross because it was mandatory for our students to go out and witness for Jesus. Mandatory. No option, in other words. No option. They had to go out onto the streets and witness and had to learn about all the sorts of different problems out on the streets of King's Cross. And there was plenty of them. Plenty of them. And so we used to... uh, Blondie used to go out there with a boiler suit on, and on the back of her boiler suit were the words, working for Jesus. Not on the front, but on the back, working for Jesus. So when she'd be walking down the street at King's Cross, she would um, see people, and she would, uh, the young men especially, would be attracted to her, Blondie. And uh, 
that they would be attracted to her. A and they'd come and want to talk to her. And she would say to them, do you have a cigarette lighter? And, no, 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 but I've got some matches, got some matches. So they'd have matches or a cigarette lighter. And so she would light the lighter or cigarette uh, or, or um, matches and would say to them, um, give me your finger, give me your hand. And they would put their hand under, she would put their hand under the flame. And they would keep it there and keep it there as long as they could because they wanted to impress Blondie. <laughs> they wanted to impress Blondie. And uh, they were trying to impress Blondie. But eventually they'd pull the hand away. And she'd say, y you know, the flames of hell will burn more than that. The flames of hell will burn more than that. You know, the way to come to Jesus, to come, the way to come to the Father is through Jesus. The way to come to the Father is through Jesus. I bet they never forgot that. <coughs> I mean, it, it's powerful when you think about it. When you think about it. On the streets of King's Cross, in the devil's backyard. We set up a Bible college in the devil's backyard. And we were more than conquerors. More than conquerors. 24-7. 24-7. In the devil's backyard. And so Blondie... <coughs> Then she would walk off and they'd look and she'd have written on the back, working for Jesus, working for Jesus. And so it was interesting that we would um, uh, want her to uh, share her testimony uh, with people, etc. And I want to just read to you out of Hebrews. Hebrews uh, chapter 10. And verse 19. I'm just going to read a few verses. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holies of holies, the holiest of the uh, um, by the blood of Jesus Christ, by a new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil. And that's not a word we often hear. Through the veil. It means through the curtain. The curtain was torn. But it's a word that's in the old King James, through the veil, through the veil. And so we would enter in Jesus through the veil, a new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil, which is to say his flesh. When Jesus died on the cross, when he died... The veil was torn, the curtain was torn, and there was a way made open to come into what was in the Holy of Holies. Who and what is in the Holy of Holies? Now, we know the way in is through Jesus, but what was in the Holy of Holies? We used the term, or we used to use the term, the Shekinah glory. The Shekinah glory, the presence of God in the holy place was the candelabra. 
amongst other things. And he gave light. Jesus is the light of the world. He is the light of the world. And the outer court was where we made our sacrifice. It was just a court. It wasn't a covering or anything, but it was just a court. And we find that there, that's where we would make our sacrifice and we'd wash in the laver and we would cleanse ourselves and prepare to meet with God. We would prepare to meet with God. We would come in via Jesus. So the outer court, no court at all really, but it was the laver and the place of sacrifice. And then we'd come in to the, holy, uh, to the holiness, or the holy place. And in the holy place was the candelabra, Jesus. And we would sit there in Jesus. But Jesus has made a way for us to enter the Holy of Holies. And having a high priest over the house of God. Now we have a high priest. Now in those days, a high priest used to go into the Holy of Holies once a year with the blood for the people, the Jewish people, etc. And they would uh, make sacrifice, the high priest. But when Jesus died on the cross, I've got all the references there, it may, it may be there, I, I don't know. But um, <coughs> we find that when Jesus died on the cross, the way into the Holy of Holies was opened. And so the candelabra was there, the light of the world. Who is the light of the world? Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. We can't see anything properly unless we walk with Jesus. But Jesus opened the way to the Holy of Holies. What was in the Holy of Holies? What's there that is so important that the blood of Jesus is the only way to get there? And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from all evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful who has promised. I think they're all the words that Jacob was talking about before. Faith, promise, promise of God. I, I used to know a, a guy, Brian Cave, when I was, uh, first became a, a Christian, I, I knew a guy called Brian Cave. Brian Cave was a pain in the neck, uh, pain in the neck. I, I used to look after painters in the neck, like Jacob, uh, and uh, <coughs> all the time. A and uh, they were a pain in the neck. And uh, uh, by the grace of God, they came to know Jesus. And Jesus made a difference in their life. But Brian Cave was a pain in the neck. He, he, w he was so bright and positive, et cetera, et cetera. And he was one of the guys who had had an open air and led my brother to the Lord Jesus. And my brother Richard still runs his own business. He's 85. 
in Gosford. And he's 85 years of age. And uh, <coughs> so he still runs his own business but uh, and talks about God all the time. And so uh, when I was uh, with Brian Cave, he was so positive. And he used to say to me, but the promises of God make me positive. The promises of God make me positive. The promises of God. The promises of God. You see the promises of God of healing, of blessing, of kindness, of uh, joy, of abundance. The promises of God make us very positive. And he was very positive. It doesn't matter what was going wrong or what was happening. He would be positive because of the promises of God. That God would fulfill his promises. And so Brian Cave was a pain in the neck. He, he was just so positive. He was annoying. And, uh, <coughs> but he had led my brother to the Lord and, and, and was interested in it because the gospel has to be preached. Now, the gospel has to be preached. Very, very important that you understand the gospel has to be preached. But there's more. There's more. Uh, they had an open air in those days at Petersham, in a place in Sydney where I became a Christian when I was 18 years of age. And I, I was able to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal saviour, through Brian Kay, through my brother, uh, through the different ones who were there in the open air. And my brother had spent seven years in a Jewish reform school in London. Seven years in a Jewish reform school in London during after the war. And he used to say to us, I wanted to know this Jewish God because they used to have the Ten Commandments all over the place. They had the Ten Commandments everywhere. And they said, he said, I want to know this God of the Jews. I want to know. And so <coughs> when he heard these people in the open air and the gospel, he used to go to the cafe on Sundays when they would be there. Now, w w I went to this open air too. I used to go to the open air and share my testimony, etc., etc. And uh, the, the open air was great. It was near a set of traffic lights. And so the law would stop people. And you'd have about 30 seconds or a minute to share the gospel. You know, because the law of the land, which was you stop at a red light, they had to stop. And so we shared the gospel for a minute. And then they'd drive off and, you know, give you all the sorts of signs, etc., etc. <coughs> and we, we would just share Jesus with them. And they would then... Um, so, so, so we would share the Lord Jesus with them while the lights were traffic, uh, while the, the, the lights were red. And then my brother used to come along, Richard was his name, is his name, and I saw him a couple of weeks ago when I was over in Sydney, and uh, he was uh, north of Sydney anyway, and he, he, <coughs> he th they realised that he was coming each Sunday to hear the gospel. 
and they could see him in the cafe, so they came over and talked to him, da-da-da-da, and he came to church, and he came to know Jesus, and, and then he shared Jesus with us, etc., etc. I won't go into it any more than that. But it's very, very important that we share the gospel. Very important that we understand the gospel to be able to share it and share the gospel. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. So sharing the gospel is part of our profession as we speak about the gospel. For he is faithful who has promised the promises of God. The promise of God. Now, <coughs> the soil went forth to sow. I've got all the scriptures here and etc. But uh, anyway, the, the sower went forth to sow and... Um, we find that when the sower sowed, Luke 8, some fell on tough ground, some fell on good ground. Now the ground that the seed fell on, and this is the gospel, this is the gospel, the, the, the good ground and the bad ground, some was just hard, some was the devil took it, some just sprouted up and then didn't produce any fruit. Uh, all, all different things happened to some. The cares of the world destroyed some, but some fell on the good soil. Now the soil is your heart. The soil is your heart. Are you plowing your heart? Are you pulling the weeds out of your heart? Or are you letting the cares of the world overtake you? What are you doing with the seed in your heart? Have you made the seed welcome? Are you going to produce a hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold from the seed? It depends on the condition of your heart. Your heart is under whose control? Your control. Your heart is under your control. If you're honest and true, you, you see some people, education has stopped them pressing into God. Uh, I've Lots of young people, when they come up and they go to high school, they turn against God. They, they get evolution and, and all sorts of things. Um, homosexuality, they, they get all sorts of things taught to them. And they, 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 it just stops the word of God. It's like just a shallow surface of dirt. And the cares of the world, and, and whatever it is, it destroys the work of God. It destroys the work of God. And we find that if we want the, if we want the seed to grow properly, we need to prepare our heart properly and care for our heart and look after our hearts. Now, the term about the veil being torn, again, is in Mark 15, 37. Very important that we understand that the veil was torn by the flesh of Jesus. Now, before that, you couldn't get into the Holy of Holies. Only the high priest once a year would go in. 
But then after that, it was open to all of us. But what is in the Holy of Holies? What was in the Holy of Holies? Um, <coughs> now, Revelation 4, 7, uh, 4, 11, Revelation chapter 4, tells us that we are made, we are created for God's pleasure. We're created for God's pleasure. Now, how do you want to interpret that? We are very selfish <laughs> with our pleasure. Our pleasure is our pleasure. It's what excites us, brings us joy, brings us happiness, etc., etc. Our pleasure. But what is God's pleasure? What is God's pleasure? For God so loved the world. For God so loved. For God so loved. John 3.16. For God so loved. Beyond the veil, into the Holy of Holies, is the love of God. Is the love of God. The presence of God. The presence of God. The love of God, the kindness of God, the joy of God, the blessings of God, the pleasure of God is to give. You think about love. I was at a wedding recently and uh, I was a speaker there and uh, <coughs> I spoke about the three loves, eros, filio and agape, the three expressions of love. Very important for us to understand the three expressions of love in the world, in the world. But it's not in God's realm, not in God's realm. And God doesn't change. You see, if, if God could change, he wouldn't be God. But God can't change. God can't get better because he's the best. He's the best. Can't get worse. You just can't change. God can't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same. And so in the Holy of Holies, when we come into the Holy of Holies, we come into a place where God is, the Father. Now, Jesus brings us to God. Jesus brings us to God. But we have to learn and understand there is another level of understanding God. For God so loved. God so loved. There is love, 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 more love. Not human love, but divine love. Agape love. Agape love. Real love. Love that doesn't change can't change, doesn't want to change, etc., etc. Agape love in the Holy of Holies. But Jesus' flesh was torn when he died at Calvary. I've got all the scriptures there. I've got all the scriptures. But they, they, it, Jesus died, and when he died, when he gave up the ghost, when he gave up the spirit, and, and, and the centurion who was watching at the time became a wonderful Christian. I forgot his name. I can, uh, Tibius, whatever it was, anyway, whatever his name was, 
the centurion who was watching became a Christian and tradition has it that he died a martyr for Jesus. Forgot his name. And, uh, but the centurion who was standing at the foot of the cross when he saw the way Jesus died, he said, truly this was the Son of God. Truly this was the Son of God. A Son of God or the Son of God. Depends how you want to interpret it. But in the Holy of Holies, just to finish, is the presence of God, the love of God, the kindness of God, the way to God, the Shekinah glory. So when the high priest would come into the Holy of Holies, there was this light between the cherubim over the mercy seat mercy seat I could go into all this forever <laughs> but the mercy seat was there and the angels, the cherubim and the wings and, and the whole thing so, so much to it so much to it in the holy of holies but between the wings over the mercy seat stood the Shekinah glory or was like a, a, a burning bush, was a, was a flame. It was the same tongue that seemed to settle on the people on the day of Pentecost. The touch of God, the, shed of the, the, the love of God is shed abroad in our heart. The love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit, the love of God. Very important that we press through to the realm of the love of God. I, I said to a pastor friend of mine during the week, um, I said, make sure you deal with this. He was telling me all these dif difficulties he's going through. I said, make sure you deal with this in love. Deal with it in love. And we have to, as pastors, or congregation or whoever who loves Jesus, we have to deal with things in love. In the love of God. Not love, not human love, because human love is a bit like that. But the love of God is consistent. And it changes us from salvation to the Holy of Holies. It takes us from salvation to the Holy of Holies. The outer court, holy the candelabra, the Shekinah glory. You read about it in Exodus. The tabernacle. Let me just finish. Um, I want to read 1 John. Four. One John four. Seven to eleven. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. For love is of God. For love is of God. We come into that love. We come into God through Jesus Christ.
but God himself is love. And that's not human love, that's divine love. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who loves not knows not God, for God is love. In this was manifest the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world. This was the manifestation of the love of God, that he sent Jesus into the world to save us from what Adam and Eve had lost. And I could go into Adam and Eve, but I won't. And the fig leaf. Fig leaves don't cover anything. <laughs> anyway, fig leaves. Um, <coughs> we'll leave that alone. Uh, fig leaves. But that fig leaves, anyway, we'll leave that alone. Um <coughs> because that God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but he loved us. That's if we stay, that's if we stay with the candelabra. Not that he loves us. Not that, he, not that we love him, but we love him because he first loved us. I think that just died. Maybe a sign. <laughs> I should get into signs. You see, life itself, I wanted to talk about Job as well, but I haven't got time to talk about Job, etc., etc. Uh, all signs, etc., etc. Um, <coughs> Here in his love, not that we loved God, but he loved us. That God loves that God loves us. That God loved us. That He sent His only begotten Son into the world to save us, to pay the price, the right price, the right price, the right price, the right price. He was pure. He was holy. I could go into it all. Th the right price. But He led us to the Father to the Shekinah glory. Here in his love, not that we loved him, but that he loved us and sent his son by the proposition for our sins. That really means the right sacrifice. That word means the right sacrifice, really. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. And I just want to give you a few verses out of 14. 14 to 16. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Saviour of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. God dwelleth in him. God dwelleth in you. God dwells in you. 
But you have to go from salvation into the Holy of Holies to the presence of God. And if I was going to talk about Job, the major thing about Job was that God never told him that he was being tested. God never told him. God never told him he was being tested. Not in the scripture, it wasn't until he got to heaven that he realized he was being tested. He hadn't sinned, and he was saying to the three or four counselors that he hadn't sinned. <laughs> they didn't want to know about that. They, they wanted a pin sin on him. He said he hadn't sinned. He hadn't sinned. He hadn't sinned. But he was being tested by God. The devil had come to God one day and said, God said to the devil, have you seen my servant Job? And it all goes from there. But God never told him. No, no, nowhere in the scripture will you find, I don't think, the fact that God told him that he was being tested. And the end of Job was better than the beginning of Job. The end of Job was the better was better than the beginning of Job. So the love of God, the love of God, made for his pleasure. God's pleasure is to give you everything out of the Holy of Holies. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Shekinah glory, the presence of God, the blessing of God, is to give you everything, not just salvation. Salvation is the way into the Holy of Holies. But there's so much more, so much more. Let's bow our head and pray. Lord, we just receive your love. 